to the Film 7 Podcast. How are you all doing? This is our first episode of summer. And I've got with me here, Jake. Hi, Hello, ND. Yes, I'm very happy to be, for it to be summer now. Yep. We've had a bad stint of weather, but it seems to be cheering up at the minute, doesn't it? Yes. Bring on the blockbusters. Yes. Well, so far, have we had many great summer blockbusters? No. Not yet. Uh, Not yet. So far for me, I think it's been a disappointing summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some things on the way that, yeah. like you know, Midsummer looks great. Um, I saw a film recently, which we'll talk about, which I think will probably be the best film of the summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. Um, have you been seeing it? Did you watch anything at all this weekend? This week. Um, well, I went to go see so- Toy Story Four. Yeah, that's which we'll, we'll yeah, that's we'll talk yeah. about that a bit later. You went to go see Brightburn, didn't I you? I saw Brightburn. Yeah, oh. and we'll talk again a bit about that. Yes, we uh, shall. Apart from that, I haven't seen many films. I saw. I've been watching Cloak and Dagger. Mm-hmm. Do you know that series, the yeah. Marvel series? Yeah. Um, I just I always knew about it, but I watched the first few episodes, but I just lost track. Now I'm coming again back to it and rewatching it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty good. It's it, not it's not bad. It's it's aimed towards like sort of teenagers. You know, I was literally about to say, literally just before you said this, I was literally about to say it's a bit too teen teen yeah, for it, me. It's got that teen vibe to it. Uh, I'm people have said the second season's a lot better than the first season. The first season, I I like it. It's okay. It's a bit of a slow burn. But uh, by I'm nearing the end now, and it's starting to pick up. So yeah, it's decent. Okay, it's decent. All right, let's get let's get so, this yeah, party let's started. Let's get into the main show. So our first segment of the show, and we've actually got quite a bit of it for you guys this week, is the movie and TV news. We didn't have much to talk about last week, did we? In terms of big news, yeah. I think this week there's been a bit more mm-hmm. bigger news to talk about, so we'll kick it straight off. And to no one's surprise, really, I think we already sort of knew this was going to happen, but it's nice to have a confirmation. Confirmation from director Todd Phillips himself, the Joker movie will be rated R. Initial thoughts, ND? I mean, we saw this coming. Though. Yeah, exactly. We saw it coming. We knew it was coming. So it's not really news, but I'm happy that it's rated R. I mean, you can't do... You can't do the Joker justice if you're going to put him in PG-12 or anything. Not standalone that. Joker anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you can't do the guy justice, you know. He, he, so so I'm happy they've given them free reigns to just do this. Yeah, 100%. I think they're not worried about connecting it to the universe. You know, like Marvel, they can't do like a Deadpool in the universe because yep. it would be out of tone. Mm-hmm. This, they're like, forget about that universe. We're just going to make our own movie here. Mm-hmm. And I'm super. I'm, I mean, after Rise of Skywalker, I would say this is now my most anticipated movie of the year. After watching that trailer, yeah, it just yeah. I was skeptical at first, but watching that trailer, it's just shot straight up for me. Yeah, it's gonna be a great movie. I mean, I like, you know, the film is sort of like. I like you know if you've watched the show always, I'm always saying give me something new, give me something new. So this is like an answer to my prayer. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be a great movie, like you said. It's one off. It is what it is. It's not a universe film. It, there's no. It's a web page with no hyperlinks on it. You read the contents and you move on. You don't. It doesn't link you to anything else. You know how web pages are. They kind of link you away and all that. This is not one of them movies. This is just what it is and. 
it's good it's r-rated so they are gonna do the joker justice because in my opinion and i think we've said this on the show i think you mentioned it last week didn't you yeah about the villains yes coming, yeah exactly you know it's what we want to see and when we talk about brightborn you see we'll talk more about that but um joker is up there with Darth vader thanos recently the joker these are like top tier villains top tier villains you know so they deserve their own movies so that's great i think what we're seeing in industry industry now is like what you were saying give me something new Mm. and also what were you saying last week about we're focusing more on like the villains and anti-heroes yeah we seem i'm seeing recently uh, we'll get into it a bit later but stuff like the boys yeah uh joker stuff like that were, were the industry has gone okay we've seen what's the standard superhero should do and what a film should look like now let's try something different because what people forget is that there's what 70 80 years of comic book history yeah Uh, and what a lot of people think is that there's only one type of superhero when really you know the comic creators have been changing them up for 80 years yeah and now it's transcending into the film and tv universe where like we've had like all the heroes and cape stuff now now Mm -hmm. let's get into some different themes and stuff yeah i mean i remember Growing up, I read some comics and I wouldn't even know what I was reading. Am I reading a horror a horror book or is this a superhero movie? Because it was so dark and grim and um, some serious things were happening. So it's good to see those stories on screenplay. But it's great. It's, it's, it's really good that the next five years, the superhero genre is going to continue, but in a different way. So I think that first wave has ended. A new era is yeah, about to start. Yeah, I think the wave that's happening at the minute is people our age. Mm. So the people who were, you know, were kids in the 80s and 90s. Because yeah. in the 80s and 90s, that's when comics took the turn. Yeah. And they became much more mature, you know, stuff yes. like Preacher, The Boys, uh, Punisher. Uh, loads of different stuff. Image came out, you know, that was independent and they were going to do their own thing. It wasn't part of the big two. So it's that generation of kids who are grown up now are going, this is the stuff I want to make because this is the stuff I grew up with. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Like, we, we, you know, we'll talk about it in Trailer Park, but um, The Boys is, it looks awesome, man. looks really good, man. It yeah. looks really... Well, we were clapping in the studio when we watched it. It was really good. Cool. So, yeah, Joker rated R coming at you October 4th. Let's see what that brings us. Mm. Another bit of news. This is pretty big industry news, if you ask me. So for the last couple of months, J.J. Abrams' production company, Bad Robot, he's been seeking a new home. So he's had his home at Paramount recently, where he did the Star Trek movies and stuff. But now he's like, no, I want to see what my options are. He's had talks with Sony, with Disney. Uh, Everyone thought Disney were going to be the ones to snag him Mm -hmm. because, you know, he has a good relationship with Lucasfilm and stuff like that. But no, it looks like he's actually going to go with Warner Media. Hmm, uh, and it's a huge deal worth $500 million. Wow. Yeah, huge, huge deal. So uh, for people who don't realize what this means, it just means J.J. Abrams' production company, uh, Bad Robot, will now be under exclusive contract with Warner Media. So that means all the stuff he makes yeah. will be distributed by Warner Media. By Warner Media, Media. okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, there was also talks about uh, this warner media app that's coming mm-hmm. sometime in 2020 it's going to be a new streaming service mm. and a lot of jj's tv stuff's going to go on there i mean we know jj he loves his tv mm. that's where i think jj thrives the most is producing and executive producing he's, he's a great filmmaker but i think his talent really lies in controlling this whole like series that he like lost man i mean come on yeah like, lost was good didn't end so well but it was good that's always been jj's thing though he starts things really well 
and but he's never really great at finishing stuff. Mm. So we'll see, we'll see. But this is for me. I think this is a huge deal. Well, he's finishing Star Wars, isn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah. This <laughs> so, is, so we'll see how he crossed. sticks the landing there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know much. I would have wanted to know more about the like the implications, but I'm sure we'll, I will have more time to digest the news. But just the implications on a wider scale. What are the kind of things that we're gonna be expecting from Warner? Because um, are we gonna? Is he gonna stay in the science science fiction, which is where one of me, where they really do a lot of science fiction stuff? Is he gonna stay there, or is he now gonna do drama, or what kind of stuff? Do I you think reckon? he's gonna be doing a bit of everything. I think n- now he's sort of gonna be, you know, because it's his production company, Bad Robot. I think now he's gonna sort of maybe take a step back from actually filmmaking itself. And just oversee loads of different mm. projects, whether it be sci-fi, drama, thriller, what have you, mm. movies, TV shows. Yeah, I think. And the thing is, this deal negotiations have been going on a while, mm. and I think for him to turn down Disney and go with Warner Media, I think there's something there that he's probably gone. No, this. I think these guys are going to benefit me the best. Mm. Did he turn down Disney, or Disney did he make an approach? No, no, Disney made an approach. Oh, okay. they, they all made an offer. Like Sony, Comcast, Disney, loads of companies made an offer. Yeah, I do like Bad Robot. They they, they are decent. They do make good films. They make so good films. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're worth it. Okay. Nice. I'd like to see what, what what comes out of it. I mean, like I said, Warner Media, the streaming service, comes out next year, I believe. So mm. we'll see what that entails as well. So it's the battle of the streaming. The battle of the streaming services now. That's the new age, the new battle now. No more um, Warner versus um, Fox versus. Um, no, the movie studios yeah. is almost uh, that. Is Fox um, Disney has taken over the TV. They've taken the, over yeah, the box office. The box office, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they have. So it's now the streaming services, which is great for us consumers. Yeah, because I think there's more content to choose from now. To so. choose from, but it, it kind of means that people and. The good thing about it is um, about this war of streaming services is they are all giving good quality stuff. None of them, is, yeah, most of them, you know. So, uh, but each one, each each one of them now knows that you can't do crap. There's a bar. Yeah. yeah. If you release crap after a couple of months, people just stop subscribing. You know, you you, you can't just do something and that's it. I mean, most of us subscribe to Amazon Prime because of the delivery, not because of the yeah, content. Yeah. If Amazon Prime was a thing on its own half of us that have it would not be would not be no yeah i agree i mean like i said there's a couple of shows that uh i mean recently i think they've up they've been up in the game amazon now i think they've almost realized oh we need to up the game and again we're going to talk about the boys a bit later but that looks like they've gone pump a lot of money into this exactly and that it's because of netflix it's because of disney you know because the competition is there to inspire each other well, and That's also why apple doing it. just behind their shoulders and as apple, well exactly yeah. and apple remember what we said last time that number one everybody knows number one is netflix but number two isn't set in stone not yet no it's, now at the minute it's amazon yes but, but when disney and apple come along and also warner media yeah Who's going to take that spot? I think it's going to be Disney. Disney is going to... I think Disney might even take number one spot. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Give them time, but I think that, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. But Netflix, man, they have this game covered. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They actually know what they're... They're not just... Netflix is not just bringing, putting content together and putting it out there. They, They actually know what they're doing. There's a strategy behind what they do. So it's really cool. Something for everyone in Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And from Netflix to HBO, we have ah 
Do you think we were done with Westeros yet? <laughs> no, we're not, but we're going back hundreds, thousands of years. Who knows? Filming on the Game of Thrones prequel series has officially started. ND, you're the Game of Thrones guy here. Are you excited for this? Oh, man. Like goosebumps excitement. I am very excited for this. It's going to... I, I think a lot of the questions that were not answered in, the, in Game of Thrones they left those questions open because they were to be answered in the prequel series. Are you talking specifically about like the Night King and all that yes, stuff? The, the Night King, how he was made, why he, oh, I, we know why he was made, but the story behind it, what is his actual motivation? Yeah, he wasn't happy being the Night King, but why did he want to kill everybody? And also a couple of things about how the wall came about because the rumor is they're going back to the time of the first men and back to the time of Bran the Builder, back to the time of the Children of the Forest, when there was a war between the men and the Children of the Forest, and that was what gave rise to the White Walkers. I heard, I'm not obviously unconfirmed, but I heard it's all around that time. So it's pretty cool, and uh, you know, and the great the Game of Thrones lore is is really fascinating if you're into fantasy, if you're into if you love um lord of the rings and all that fantasy stuff you if and you once you get into the lore of game of thrones you it's really interesting yeah i mean george rr R. martin he's he's a great world builder yeah. that so you just diving into any one of those books and you you can pick something go there's history behind that yeah it's very be, intelligent to be explained later yeah, yeah very intelligent writer and he takes cue from tolkien yeah 100%. there's a lot of similarities between what he's done and what's what um Talking, talking did but so it's it's really good so this is great news and we'll certainly keep an eye on it i can't wait for the trailers to come out oh yeah they'll come i mean if they've started just filming let's say what three months filming i would mm. say post-production maybe 18 months yeah. two years the first season if the first season i, I reckon 2021 early early, no, it's early, early 2021 no, it's coming out next year next year yeah it's coming out next year then they're not you know they want to strike when the iron is hot you know, they had... I think it's... Ah, but you say that, but I don't think the iron is hot at the minute. I think they want to... Because regardless what you think about Game of Thrones, you can't deny it's had a lot of criticism this yes, last season. this last season. Whether yes. you liked it or not, you can't deny that. Those are the facts. Yes. I think HBO might want to go, let's just mm -hmm. wait a bit, let this sort of die down, and then come back. Yeah, but the thing is this, the criticism isn't because people hated the ending they just hate it how it's executed it, how it was executed it seemed rushed so people wanted more you see and they didn't get more it was just rushed and ended there so i think people would jump at the idea of more game of thrones content because that's that was the problem it wasn't that yeah. the ending well, was bad or anything yeah i agree yeah i agree with you i mean a lot of the criticism was sort of pointed towards benioff and weiss yes and they're not in, well they're not directly involved i'm sure they're involved in it but they're not directly involved in it so maybe the fans might go oh they're not doing it so even though i still think they did a good job but hey yeah they did i mean we we, we talked about it but yeah. they did a good job but they also didn't go do a good job you know now that the whole dust is settled and when you really think about it mm -hmm. There were so many missed opportunities. No, yeah, no, I totally agree, yeah. and, I, and I see that. At the same time, though, you still can't deny... Maybe you didn't like the last couple of seasons, but they still gave us... Yes. Ten, nine years of this amazing TV show. The best TV show ever made. Exactly, so you can't fault that as well. Yeah. Like, you have to give them credit when credit's due. Mm -hmm. And all the 
thousands of people that worked on it as well. You know, yeah. It, it, sometimes you see the ugly side of it and where you get people, which you, know, you can criticize. Of course, we criticize every day here. Mm -hmm. But there's a way to do it without, you know, directly hurting someone's feelings because even if you didn't like it, that person has worked on that very hard. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's an element of that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's the internet, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's the trolls. The internet has given power to people that don't deserve to have that power. And it's just unfortunate. But people, I think they have a thick skin. Everybody has a thick skin. They know how to separate substance from chaff. So yeah. they will know the real criticism. They will admit to their mistakes and, then, then and they the will haters. move on. And they know the haters and they will move on. And I'm, sh I, I, I'm pretty, I'm chopped up. I'm, I'm really, I'm more excited. And this will sound strange. I'm more excited about the Game of Thrones prequels. <laughs> this will really sound strange. I'm more excited about the prequels than I am of episode nine. Oh, what, Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Right. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because I, my hate, I, I'm going to use the word, but I don't mean it. I'm, for the lack of a better word. My hatred for the bad parts of Game of Thrones the last season is nothing compared to how much I hated um, The Last Jedi. Yes. Yeah. So that's okay, why... Okay, no, that's you know, fair so enough. So, yeah. And there's plenty of people the same, thinking the same way as you, that they're, they are skeptical going into The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. The, the Even only though it's a completely different filmmaker. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the only hope we have. The yeah. only hope I have for The Rise of Skywalker is that it's J.J. Abrahams and he's Mr. Reliable. He will do a good job. So... I'm quite. That's the hope I, I have. I reckon JJ is going to go crazy on this one, but we'll we'll see. That's a talk for another time. Exactly. Anyway, from one very critically bashed show, we go to a <laughs> critically acclaimed movie, and that is Avengers Endgame. That was funny. <laughs> like that segue. Critically bashed. Show. It was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. So Avengers Endgame, uh, it's getting re-released in theaters, even though it's still in theaters at the minute. But Kevin Feige recently uh, said that, yes, Avengers Endgame is getting re-released in theaters. And here's the key thing here with new footage. Oh, I mean, you couldn't make this movie any longer, but there it is. There it is. What? So you heard these comments come out. It was a big thing on Twitter. Everybody yes. was going crazy yeah. about it. Mm hmm. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is capitalism as at its high, at its peak. Really, you're just gonna add a couple of scenes and sell the same movie, and people will pay money to go see it. I know I am. <laughs> you see, that's the problem. I, I'm not. I'm not. It, it it just goes against my personal. It, you know how there are just some things. You know how I told you, I didn't watch. I don't watch some films. Like I tell, I don't. I, I I'm not watching Lucifer. Yeah, I yeah. had reasons for that. Yeah. You know, there are just some personal reservations you may have and you'll be like i'm not gonna be part of something because if you're part of it you're adding to the problem so i personally think capitalism is a bit of this is going a bit political but i think capitalism ha sometimes overreaches and you know and this is a clear example of it because at most put it into dvd but to have the nerve to do you, I, do you think they just made this decision recently? no i think they've been thinking about it for a while i i think they've obviously got this footage they've had this footage mm -hmm. maybe they thought let's wait for the dvd and the deleted scenes but maybe they thought you know what let's let's re-release it in theaters you know let's you know i think it's a i think it's a mixture of both things i think it's a mixture of yes i think disney want to beat that avatar uh, run, mm -hmm. which still it's very close, but it still hasn't beat it. And if currently it, it doesn't look like it is going to beat it, beat it by just by a smidge. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this 
because people like me, I'm happily paid to see these extra scenes. Um, and I also think it's a, a good way of pushing Far From Home because that's coming out uh, only like a week after this comes out. So it's almost a good way, a nice segue. Go watch Endgame, see the cry your eyes out. And then obviously Far From Home, as we've seen from the trailer, is very spoiler heavy, mm. heavy to Endgame. So I think it's going to capitalize on that as well. I mean, I just think, I personally think they knew this was going to, they had this in plan right from day one. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think they did. They was they, they they were like, we're gonna release this 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 film, then make a little hype about some deleted scenes, then we'll put it out in the cinema again, and people will go and pay for it. And I just think that this is an example of a company taking advantage of the of the love that people have for their product, and taking advantage of it to the fullest and making more money. It's one of the reasons why I had a, I have a problem with Apple. You know, Apple will charge you a thousand pounds for nothing, literally nothing, literally nothing, just the name. They've not done anything significant to require that amount of money. But they know that once you're in, you're You're in. in, Yeah. You know, and I think this is an example of Disney, uh, of of Marvel doing the same thing, you know. I think it's definitely more Disney than Marvel. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Disney. Yeah, you know. But I, 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 I don't, I, I, I don't. Because I don't, that. I, I don't think this is a Kevin Feige move. Yeah, I don't. Because I think Kevin Feige. I mean, I'm sure Kevin Feige is excited about. Because I think the aspect that Kevin Feige is excited about is that we get to see new scenes, mm. not that we're going to re-release it in cinemas to earn more money. I yeah. think that's the thing he's focusing on. Yeah, but normally Disney are going to be focusing on n- give me that money. Normally, those things are reserved for the DVDs. Yeah, but yeah, they ha- are. I mean, the nerve, you know, the nerve to add if few scenes and take it to the cinema and really expect people to pay money again to watch the same film again because yeah. I mean Avatar did it that's the only reason Avatar got the amount of money it did because yeah. it got re-released yeah it's I think it's it's I think it's uh, personally I think it's more it's wrong you think it's wrong I think it's wrong I think it's wrong you can't you you, you shouldn't do that to people you shouldn't take advantage of people's love for your product to do stuff if it was something else if they came in and said okay you know what happened that timeline, because that whole thing about time travel is this thing, is a very funny area to be in. If you came in and said, by doing what they did to Thanos, they created an entirely new timeline, and there's a, actually a new story we want to tell, then I'd be like, yeah, that's good. But from some deleted scenes, come yeah. on. No, I mean, am I going to go see it in the cinema? Yes, mm-hmm. I am going to go see it in the cinema. If they didn't and just left it for the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. I would have been happy with that too. I'm not fussed either way. But the fact that it's coming out into the cinema, I mean, any chance I'm going to get to see an Endgame again in the cinema, mm. I'm going to take. Yeah. Because it, for me, it's a cinematic experience. Uh, once you know, once it's finished in the cinema, that's it. You don't, you don't get that chance again. You, well, you've obviously got the Blu-ray, but it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, the same, same, but other films will come out five years no, down the line. Of course, other films will come out, but there's... I mean, there's something about that film for me personally, anyway. That yeah. the best way to enjoy it is the, is the big screen. True, true. I mean, I've seen Black Panther like 50, 20 times since it was released, and nothing compares to when I saw it in the yeah, cinema. There is something about the cinema. I just think it's, you know. And would you even be able to? I know there are some scenes you will be able to tell. These were like when we watched Batman versus Superman. We watched the director. We were like, whoa, oh, yeah. To see all those scenes, but I'm just wondering, would you really be able to tell the scenes? It all depends, really. Mm-hmm. Most I'm actually quite good at that. When I watch a film, especially Endgame, I've seen it f- 
three, four times now. Mm. I think after seeing it four times, I'm going to notice mm. that's new. That's new. Because yeah. I, I know that film. It's in my brain now, that film. Yeah, I think, you know, I think directors need to do, rather than doing, because if this makes money, guess what's going to happen? Everybody's now going to start doing this. And I think it's a wrong practice. I don't think you can, I don't think everyone will, but I think Endgame is one of the few movies you can do it with. Everybody will attempt it. If 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 yeah. this if this works out for Disney, everybody will attempt it. Yeah. Warner Brothers will do. I mean, DC will um, release a film, and two weeks later they will say we're releasing <laughs> re-release, and you know, and it's just wrong. Where 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 is the end? Where does this end? You know. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. I don't. It doesn't become a pattern. I personally yeah. don't think it will. I think this is a one-off because of the mom- momentum that. Endgame has at the but minute. I don't know if you heard Lena Headey, who yeah. plays Cersei in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. She came out and said there was a scene that they shot of her losing her baby. I didn't know. Did you see this? Uh, I, I saw some comments yeah. she made. Yeah, she, she wasn't a, too happy with her yeah, ending. She wasn't happy because there was a scene where they showed um, Cersei. They filmed that actually Cersei losing her baby and it was obvious that she had lost the baby. They cut that out. So now are you saying Disney um, game, you know, they're now gonna release it again and now add because no, they'll probably save that for the home release. Yeah, they'll just let it just go, you know. Yeah, something like I said, if anything, it'll be the home release, like deleted scenes. Yeah, exactly. But I don't, I'm not a fan. Most most of the time, as well, my opinion on deleted scenes is that most they're cool, Mm -hmm. like deleted scenes are cool, but when I watch them, I watch them going, that's a cool scene. I see why you took it out the movie. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Most of the time, there's a reason they're yep. deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. It's a nice scene, but, but if you if you left it in the movie, the pacing might have dropped a bit or something. Like so, mo- yeah. Very few scenes that are deleted scenes. I fell off. Oh, they should have kept that. Most of the time, I'm like, yeah, okay. Let me put on my director hat, my film, my director hat, and say this. Sometimes when you're on set and you may go, you have your, the story you want to tell, and be like, okay, so for example. Maybe there was a, a line that was said in a certain way. Maybe he said it with no emotion. Then as a director, you can be, let's do a take where in this scene you were angry. And let's do one where you were happy. You know, and deliver sad and or the, sad. Yeah, yeah, let's exactly. have different emotions. Then as a director, when you go to the editing room, according to your story, you choose the one that the is best better. One, yeah. But you know, you've shot like five different endings, you know, and they do this in all films. Yeah, every, this you always shoot more than you need. Exactly. But you know, then they'll say that there was an alternative ending. There was an ending that had, I don't know if you, uh, there's an, I have a big example in my brain, but I can't figure it out. And you, I heard the director saying, there was an ending that ended like this and like this, or there was one that ended that had an ending. Yeah, like alternative this. endings. Alternative yeah. endings. Yeah, I mean, but, plenty of directors have those. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't make people go back to the cinema and pay for it. It's not fair. I think it's not fair. That's fair enough. <laughs> so I'm still gonna go see it though. <laughs> right. So Kevin Feige, uh, the next topic. He's been spilling the beans this week. Mm. Uh, at the same basically event where he was asked about where he released that um, Endgame is going to be re-released in theaters. He acknowledges that Spider-Man and Venom, Venom that yes that one that yep. Venom Tom yep. Hardy, <laughs> yep, uh, are in, quote likely to cross over at some points now. We've been speculating about this for years, you know, like ever since it's sort of happening, since we first heard that Marvel are going to buy Fox and they're going to get X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four back. And then, you know, they made a deal with Sony to have Spider-Man in their moves. We thought this is going to happen at some point. Uh, But Kevin Feige said it'd be kind of cool, but it's all up to Sony. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all up to. He said it himself. It's up. It's Sony's decision what they want to do. It has to happen. You can't have Venom and Spider-Man and not have them together in it a movie. It doesn't make sense, does it's, it? Yeah, it doesn't. It's like having Joker and Batman and not putting them together in a well, movie. Well, we're going to get that in <laughs> later. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. So imagine if Fox owned Batman and Disney owned Joker. Yeah. You can't, and they you, were never yeah, meant to it's sp- crazy, yeah. s- even speak their names in each. It's crazy, you know? Unless it's good. That's what I, that's what I Unless the quality is good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like... The Joker, oh, I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like it could be a good enough movie that it doesn't need Batman in it. Venom was not that. Mm-hmm. It was a slog. It was a mess for yeah. me, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I felt like you just needed that Spidey thing. Because also, Spider-Man is so connected to Venom in the origins yeah. of Venom. Exactly. So, you know, Secret Wars, the Black Suit, then, mm-hmm. he, you know, the Parasite, then it goes on Eddie Brock, blah, blah, blah. That's why it's a spider, because it used to be on Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know what's happening with this yeah, I mean, universe. I just hope the... I mean... They're making w- a second one. Venom? Yeah. That, okay. That's confirmed. I hope they've listened Tom to... Tom Hardy to come back. They've listened to the... Because Tom Hardy... He was wasn't the best bad. Thing about yeah, he, he wasn't was the best bad. Thing exactly. He was great because he's Tom Hardy. Yeah, he wasn't bad in the movie. It's just the, the story was so generic and it, it was poorly done. It was a poorly executed movie. So, but I kind of want to see two of them together. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to see Tom Holland and Tom Hardy together? Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a cool Because they executed their heroes I don't want them to very team well. Up, though, no, because, no, no, because no, no, no. in the Venom movie, they did. He wasn't really a villain, was he? He was like an anti-hero. But by the end of it, it was like, yeah, we can help people. No, no, Venom, he's a he's a cannibalistic monster. Like, uh, give me Carnage. That's but, what, but I think, ah, yes, we're getting that in the second movie, Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. But you see, that's the problem with this. But you need to go, ah. That's just what I was about to say. That was exactly what I was about to say, that that is the problem with movies that are rated 12. There's only so much you can do. You can't have Carnage in a rated 12 movie. You, you can't because even the Venom, I think probably one of the reasons why it was as bad as it was was because it's rated yeah, 12. There were scenes that I saw when I was watching the movie. Uh, it's so it's obvious, obvious that you've cut that, that scene yeah. and that there sh- that would have been a gory scene. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They cut and it goes to somewhere else or something. And, I'm like, and you hear him ah, screaming. You're not showing us. They shot that scene and they just didn't use it. Yeah. I mean, I think... These filmmakers need to understand that rated R movies the, the they kid, work. If they done work, well. they if do they work. Well. Exactly, they work. They make money. So more of them. There's no point. Take, yeah. let's like, take but it. then you also run into a very troubling aspect, though. That okay, cool. We got Venom rated R. Spider-Man's not rated R though. He's mm-hmm. a kid. Yes. He's a kid. So you need to be careful there as well. I think if anyone's going to do it justice, it's Marvel. Marvel know how to integrate a character and make him, you know, belie- do they, believable. Do they? Where have they gone R? No, they haven't gone R, but I mean, what I mean is that they can take the character of Venom, put him in a PG-13 movie, and it would be good. Well, it would be good, but you, we all know it could have been better. Well, if you wanted to go that, but for example, there's plenty of Venom and Spider-Man comics that are for teenagers, and, you know, they don't go full on R and stuff like that. So it can be done. Carnage is another thing though. Carnage has to be I think he's yeah. a psychopathic murderer. Like It is just, well, we shall see. I personally don't think these franchises, because they were born out of blood, you cannot have a movie with them and just be neat about it. It has to be very 
I hope I hope the second ones are. That's all I'm saying. I hope the second one does go well. Uh, and the last bit of news following Kevin Feige, it was a little thing that slipped out, and it's not in our show notes, but I thought I'd mention it here. And he did confirm that the Black Widow movie is going to be a prequel. A prequel? It's going to be a prequel. To the entire universe? Well, it's not specified where it lands in the timeline. I would imagine it's probably before Iron Man 1. So it's not an origin story? I don't know about origin, Mm. because we saw a bit of her origin in uh, Age of Ultron, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, where she's going into... Yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron, I think it was. Um, So I don't think they're going to go that route. I think they're just going to have her either as a KJ... A spy or a shield spy and she's uh give me a th- spy thriller movie yeah I think. you know she started if i remember correctly she started off as a bad person didn't she was black she widow wants, no 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 she wants she, a villain oh i was thinking about scarlet witch yeah well scarlet, scarlet witch, witch is was, the daughter of magneto was was yeah was she was a villain in, in, the, in, the, in the in the in the film and she turned y- yeah yeah in in age of ultron yeah. she started off as a villain yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay thought mixed it up black we don't no but yeah so black so what do you think about this i mean i've seen some very different opinions about this a lot of people are a bit upset that it's not um which i, I understand it very much like solo mm. that it's um it's not moving the story forward yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like it, it's interesting to find out what she's done before mm-hmm. but we're not progressing forward in a way i yeah. i get those qualms i do want to see what she what she was like as actual spy because yeah. i don't think we've closest we've got to that was the winter soldier mm-hmm. that was uh, for me was quite like a political type of thriller movie yeah. but i wanted more of her and she was great in that movie but i wanted more of her and that element so mm. i'm happy that they're doing this yeah but i also do see the qualms of okay we're going back we already know what her story is no i think i think I, like i said this earlier in the in the show when you're creating a film that's like a universe it's like a web page you go on the web page there are links you, you know how it is something is on the line you can click on it and it takes you somewhere and you read what's there and from there you go somewhere else and all of that or you can just stick on the same page and not bother so this is just one of those links you have on the page you can just open it in a new tab and just read what it is and just move on the same story it is what it is it's not going to be it's not going to be a blockbuster it's not going to be... It's not going to... Yeah, it'll have a more moderate budget. Yeah, know. it's not going to come close to Iron Man or Captain America or um, Captain Marvel. It's not going to come no, close. No, I, th- I think it's going to be more similar to like Ant-Man. Yes. Like a smaller yes. story yes. style. <laughs> Literally, yeah. pun, not, no, <laughs> no pun, pun intended. intended. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like a smaller, more character-driven story. Yeah, it will be. It'll make more money than Ant-Man do. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Scarlet, Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and Black Widow as well is a yeah. huge character. Everyone, you know, yeah. especially after we know, you know, spoiler alert, she dies mm-hmm. in Endgame. Mm-hmm. So, especially yeah. after that, I think it's going to bring people. Oh, we want to see more of her. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, I I, I will see it. Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to go see it. So our last bit of the news, and that is Halloween Two. It's gearing up for a shoot in the autumn, and for a 2020 October Halloween release. Nice. And Jamie Lee Curtis is set to return. I mean, what more else can we say about that? We loved yeah. the... Well, it's a sequel to a sequel, yeah. <laughs> this one. Uh, but yeah, we loved that movie. I thought it was one of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time, yep. especially Slasher. Yep. Slasher, I've been getting kind of bored of the whole mm-hmm. generic Slasher movies, but this one sort of brought a breath of fresh air to it. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Same filmmakers behind it. Let's mm -hmm. go. It's it's cool because the two horror films that we gave awards to last year, uh, they are making sequels of them. So we remember we had Hereditary, and this one mm -hmm. last year, and both of them are being there. There's another Hered. There's another well, Hered. It's not a sequel. It's, not but a sequel, it's in the same, in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're getting that, and we're getting another one. So I'm I'm pre I'm. This is good news for me. Yeah, I mean, and I, it just goes to show as well that how quick you can make a horror movie. You know, we're gonna start shooting in, in autumn, but mm -hmm. the movie will be out in October next year. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's what takes time in film is CGI. Yeah, and they won't. That's the thing. There's not going to be much CGI exactly. in this. It, you know, no, they're so. probably going to less than I would say six to eight weeks of shooting, mm -hmm. and then do a bit of post production, and then the film's out. Yeah, yeah, it's, and yeah. Dramas are quite. They're quite easy. Well, they are not. You know, film is easy to no, make, no. but they are easier easy, to make. Uh, yeah, yeah, easier to easier make. Easier in in different aspects, though. In different aspects, I just hope it doesn't follow the sequel slump that we all know you yeah. know what i mean i thought uh, give me a movie that it doesn't like it doesn't have to be as good for me because that movie was awesome i love mm -hmm. that i thought it was a great movie it just needs to, it just give me a good movie or as good mm -hmm. and i'm happy yeah. just don't give me below par you've set a standard yeah meet that standard. just just stick with it yeah. don't overdo anything no because what happens is i think they listen to feedback then the things they got right in the first episode, they will now overdo it in the second one. Yeah. You know, and that becomes too obvious that they're yeah, trying throw to... Throw more money. Yeah, throw yeah exactly. Yeah. That, bigger oh, budget sort of thing. You liked blood. Oh, you liked blood? So we're going to give blood. you blood, you know, and it becomes obvious that that's exactly. what you're doing. So I don't that. think they're going to do that with this one. I hope so. Because of the short time span of beginning to shoot and release, I think they're very much just like, no, we're just going to do a simple movie, very much like the first one, but with a good story. Simple. I hope so. The thing, the beauty about it is sometimes when the studios, you, you, they don't know if people are going to receive, how the people are going to receive a film. So they don't invest a lot of money in the film. But in that low budget mood, the filmmakers actually give a very good film. Yeah, I think especially you can do that with horror. Yeah. Because you haven't pumped so much money into it, so the studio's like, if it doesn't earn the money, if it doesn't earn the money we wanted, eh, it's exactly. no big loss. Mm -hmm. But the problem now is, it now makes the money, then the studios now give them the money, then they now, the filmmakers now you shift get a their focus. You get a spin-off. Exactly. Get, like the Conjuring Universe. Exactly. Their focus is no longer on how to make this one very good film. They are now thinking about spin-offs and sequels. E sequels and Easter eggs and all those kind of things. And before you know it, you're just taken away. You lose the magic of filmmaking, yeah. I think. Yeah. So we shall see. We shall see. Next Halloween, 2020. Yep. So that's the news. That's the news. We're going to head over to our favorite place, and that is the trailer park. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So, indeed. We've been getting a lot of horror trailers recently, haven't we? Yep. So this first one that we're reviewing today came out of nowhere for me. Mm -hmm. You didn't you didn't hear about it no. until I showed you the trailer. And yep. this is Ready or Not. Yes. Uh, Believe it or not, this is a film by Fox Searchlight, <laughs> who, you know, who are yeah. drama, Oscar contender type movies. Mm -hmm. And here they are making this fun, crazy, horror, comedy it's, movie. It's it's a mashup of... Yeah, it's crazy. It's a mashup of... What's that film um, where crime is legal for one night? Oh, The Purge. It's a, yeah, it's a mashup of The Purge versus Adam's Family 
Yeah, it's got that vibe to and it. And I could name about five different pop culture references that I could get from that trailer. Yeah, from that trailer. It, but it does look fun. It does look fun. The basic premise of the story, it's quite simple. Uh, we have this girl who's marrying this wonderful guy into this wonderful, what looks like wealthy family. Mm. So she's have a wedding and in the trailer, this is all in the trailer, there's no spoilers. Uh, she says, cool, we get married and he says, oh, there's one more thing we have to do then. You're officially part of the family and the family say, you, we have to replay this game of hide and seek. Uh, if you can win by not getting caught and then it's... There you go. It escalates from there, and it's just them hunting her down <laughs> with weapons, and yeah. and it looks quite gory. This movie, uh, but the thing I loved about it the most was the sense of humor yeah. in this. In this, because uh, you could have given us the you know typical gonna come and kill you sort of thing, hunt down, but they had that sprinkle of humor in there, especially when you get some of the characters that don't look like they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like there's a couple of minutes. I don't know what to do with the gun. Like I was. Had me in stitches, so I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, it's got the horror, it's got the tension, but it's got the comedy, so I'm you, all for it. You know what would have been nice? What would have been nice is if this film was by Jordan Peele. That would have been cool. And it was in the same universe as Get Out. And us, yeah. And us. Yeah. But more Get Out. That whole thing of you going to meet the parents, you know? Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Like, that whole going to meet the parents, then they start playing this game and all that. It's all... That would have been really cool. And Jordan Peele does know how to make a good comedy, you know? So, that would have been nice. But this is also good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun movie. It's called Ready or Not. Ready Check not. out the trailer, guys. Comes out in August. This mm. looks like a fun summer horror movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Check the, tra the trailer. And here we are. This is the trailer I've been looking forward to talking about. And that is... The Boys by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, creators of The Preacher Show. So The Boys is a comic book adaptation to be released on Amazon Prime. Comic book originally by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, the same creators as Preacher. And this just, it's got Seth Rogen and, and Evan Goldberg written all over this. And man, I'm going to let you start this one off because I've got a lot to say about this. But what do you think of this trailer? I mean, nobody does spoof like Seth Rogen. Nobody does it like them. So it's 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 hilarious. It's funny. It's fun. It's gory as hell. It's very bloody. There's a lot of shock in it and violence in it. But you kind of enjoy it. And I know that makes me in sound a like, a, yeah, yeah. like a psychopath. But it kind of, it's funny. So that's, I'm certainly going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. 100% I'm watching this. Since they announced that they were doing this series, I was so excited because I have a huge fan of the original comic book. But when they first announced it, I always thought, okay, you're doing this. Very much like I thought with Preacher. How far are you going to take this show? Because the book is pretty out there mm. with violence, mature themes of drug abuse, sex, uh, loads of different stuff. Uh, even really dark humor. Mm. There's racism in there. There's there's all sorts of stuff in there. Uh, not for kids, mm. basically. And so I thought, how far are you going to go with this? And now after what, so we saw a couple of teasers, and then after watching this trailer, I was like, you're going there. You're going all out. Yeah. And I've got to commend them for it because this, like we were saying, this is how you progress with the superhero genre you keep it moving forward by trying these new different things yeah. there's been 80 years of comic book history and in that time creators have changed the game constantly because you got to keep it fresh we're now getting that in tv and film mm -hmm. this is one of those things and 
that there's parts of it that is very much like the comic book, and there's also parts of it that's not like the comic book. Uh, the character of Butcher, for example, which is played by Carl Urban. Now, in the comic book, you don't like this dude. He's even though he's like the main protagonist, you don't like him. Mm. Like he's he's a dick, basically. Well, who says you like him? You only saw the trailer. No, but in the book, I mean. In the book. In the book, you don't it, like him, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, that's what I'm saying. He's not, he's not a likable character. That's what I'm saying. You may not like him in the show. No, I know that. But watching that trailer, and because <laughs> it's damn Carl Urban, <laughs> yeah. he's got so much charm. <laughs> and man, this trailer, from like from the get-go, it had me with all the, uh, the violence and the action. But then we get to the Spice Girls moments. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as that happened... Mm. It just got me even more, and it's very, like I said, it's got all those mature themes in it, but it's playing it with a lot. It's oh, a shoot. big tongue and cheek. It's got this slapstick quality for it. I mean, Carl Urban is killing people with a baby, a, a baby dog. <laughs> like, a baby that's sh- shooting lasers, lasers from the eyes. It's... I mean, it just looks crazy. And it, for me, it looks like they're really sticking to the source material, and they're going out there with this, and I can't wait for this. It looks very Watchmanish somehow. Not as dark, but it looks watch managed, their costumes and all that. I'm loving it. Loving it. This is yeah, this is a good Saturday evening, stay at home, get some takeaway and just watch it and laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. And a, and there'll be a couple of scenes where you'll be like, ooh. A couple? A lot, I reckon. <laughs> there'll be quite a few of those. So that is twenty-sixth of July. Comes out on Amazon Prime for all you lovely people out there. I know what I'll be doing that day. And our final trailer. No, 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 nope. not final trade. We got two more. Netflix, Point Blank, starring Anthony Mackie and Frank Gillo, also known as The Falcon and Crossbones from Marvels. <laughs> uh, they seem to be getting all the talent from Marvel now. I'm sure if you check the producer, he's, he worked on whoever. He pro- produ- yeah. yeah, he probably he worked, probably on Marvel, worked yeah. with Marvel or something like that. But yeah, Point Blank, it's basically Anthony Mackie and Frank Gillo taking on dirty cops. Uh, there's not really much to say about yeah. this trailer. It looks like a straight action, action film, film, bit of comedy in there, uh, produced by Netflix, going to be released. Looks like a relatively, it's not a huge budget, but they pumped some money into yeah. it. Some of the action sequences look really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm all for it, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like, um, what's that film that had, where they had to go get some money from a drug lord? Triple Frontier? Yeah, it's sort of like it's Triple that Frontier. Vibe. It's yeah. that vibe, yeah. Good action movie. Good actors. Good actors. It's going to be lovely to watch. It's one-off. It is what it is. It's a good film made by Netflix. You watch it, you enjoy it, and you relax. That's this is, what Yeah, it is. this is a type of film, like the Netflix type of films, that I like to watch on like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Or if it's really bad weather, you know, let's just yeah. pop in a Netflix. Oh, cool. This is a new film out. Let's watch that. Yeah. And it's going to be bad weather in the UK this week. Just Oh, is it? Oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, man. Summer just started. What's I going know. on? Well, you know how they say it's unpredictable as the English weather. Wow. There we go. Uh, is that coming? I think that's coming out this month or next month. I'm not sure. Mm. But uh, yeah. Are you going to check that out? Oh, certainly. Definitely going to watch this one. It, it looks good. I liked the chemistry between the two of them was yeah, really cool. You could feel it on that day. They've it's worked with be each other fun. before, I think. Yeah. You can sort of tell that they, they've worked together before. Uh, and we're going to stay on Netflix, and this is it. We don't know if this is the final season, but this trailer definitely made it look like it's some like a conclusion of some kind, and that is Stranger Things Season 3. Yep. I really liked this trailer. I thought it was cinematic, uh, beautiful to, to look at. The cinematography was mm-hmm. nice. The use of, of lighting yeah, and colors, 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 that was yeah. awesome. And especially the music. 
the music got me. Like, I'm a sucker for... I don't know what it is about trailer music, but I love it, and that was one of those ones. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this. It looks good. It looks good. Um, it didn't really... See, in terms of the story, it didn't say much. Not much, no. We didn't say who the villain was. We got a bit more than we had done, though. Yeah. But, you know, it's still... Who was that voice? You know, I know they were trying to show... Make you think this person is the hero, is the villain, but you know how trailers are. They make what's you that, think. What's he called? The bully. Yeah. Uh, I can't he, remember his name. Yeah, yeah, but they made it look like he He's was going to be uh, abducted. Yes. He's like host. Yeah. yeah. But something tells me that was just shade. Uh, they were just throwing shade. He's not the real bad guy. That there is other people or someone else that is really going to go all out with the upside down and all of that. But I agree with you. It does look visually stunning. The kids have grown up. I see V has more power. She has more control over her power, even mm-hmm. though she still bleeds when she uses it. But I could see her using her powers yeah, more and was, all of that. There was a shot in there when like these hands were coming yeah, in and she's, and like, she's holding them holding back. Them she looks back. like a Jedi. Yeah, like. I know, right? And there was this point where she was interacting with this thing that looked like an energy, source of energy and all of that. So there is she's matured with her power and the kids are... You know, I don't know who they are fighting this time, but it does look... It's definitely something to do with the Upside Down. Because we, we hear the narration of like, you thought you closed it, yes. but you actually closed me out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I'm here to stay. I can't, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like that. Yeah. So she didn't close it. The door is still open. But this time around, they're not just coming to look for one host. They're coming for to everyone. everyone and destroy everything and turn the, ups, the right side up into the Upside Down. Yeah. So and of course, what? there's a big monster. Yes, <laughs> there has to, there's a big monster. Yes, I, big I monster. think we get each, each season they get bigger. Don't yes, they? <laughs> they get bigger and louder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's certainly going to be Stranger Things. I'm happy. I, I'm really excited for this, man. I recently got my friend into it. Mm. Uh, he'd never seen it. He'd obviously, heard, I mean, who hasn't heard about it? Yeah. But I said, dude, just sit down. Two days. It's just it'll take you two or three days and just watch it all. And he did it. And he was like, that was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> but let me ask, season one or two? One, yeah. one, ju- but only just because I did really like season two. But one just had a bit more. It captured like a magic, yeah. you know, magic in a bottle sort of thing. Yeah, season one was for me. Season one was was the best. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So I think three will be good. From what I've seen, three so, will be yeah, good. It looks like good. I, I, Do you think it will be the last season? Um, it's sounding like it's going to be the last it season. Looks like they're portraying that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because this is the first time. It sounds like the upside down is talking. Mm. to them and you don't get that if he's going to repress I think they're going to be talking to them through someone mm. if you know what I mean yeah. so like I, I think whether or not he's the main antagonist the bully mm-hmm. I think he will be abducted at some point and I think like he'll be speaking but the upside down speaking through him yeah. if you know what I mean yeah but I never even the upside down I never thought it was a person I always thought it was it's like the, an entity uh, yeah it? but now it's now an entity I always thought it was just the parallel universe that was very that was very unforgiving and but now it's more a person who wants to come to this um, universe and kind take of over, take yeah. over so yeah, I think it's going to be the last one. You think so? I really think so. Yeah, I remember the Duffy brothers saying something like they had four seasons planned and yeah. possibly more. But three is Netflix's mag- magic That's number. It, yeah, they yeah. seem to go with three. three That's so, it. Yeah. And we're out. You have to be really, really, you have to be Game of Thrones to get more than three seasons in Netflix. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. Now, in general, now. Yeah. Like, to, to go more than a few seasons, now you've, you've got to have legs. Yeah, to be something really, really, really special. 
three seasons, three years. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Th- I think it's been longer than three years. I think they took. They no, they took a break. No, I'm saying they like, took a year off, didn't they? Yeah, I'm. I'm saying. I think they did. I can't remember, but yeah, it's, it seems longer than that, haven't it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It does seem longer than that. I think it has. Yeah, yeah I think it's definitely longer. Than yeah, that. but I mean, what I mean is like. In general, like three seasons, three years is a long time for a studio to give you to keep making your stories. A long time, so we'll see. I think it's the final, but we'll confirm it when we'll it confirm comes with up. that. And cool, that is it for the trailer park. And now we're gonna go into the next segment of the show, and that is our movie and TV review. Woody, why am I alive? <gasps> you are a toy. You belong to Bonnie. These are your friends. Woody, I have a question. Um, well, actually, not just one. I have all the questions. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> right, guys. So, basically, we're running short on time this week. We both haven't seen each other for each other's films, so we're just going to give a basic brief review mm. of the films that we catch this week. Andy, why don't you go first and tell the people out there what you saw this week? Right. So, guys, if you remember last week, we, um, me and Jake, we said he'd see Toy Story 4 and I'd see Bright Back. And I kept my end of the... Brightburn. Sorry, Bright, Bright, Brightburn. Brightback. Brightback <laughs> is... Yeah, it's a right-wing thing in America. I don't know why I even mentioned that. <laughs> Brightburn is... Um, so, Brightburn was my um, task and I didn't, I didn't... I didn't disappoint. I saw it. Man... This movie is very, very, very good. I have nothing wrong. Okay, yeah, obviously nothing should be 100%, but I hardly have anything wrong to say about this movie. Wow. Because it was what the, the, the filmmakers made what they wanted to make. It wasn't a case of you see what they are trying to do, but they didn't do it. This is what they were trying to do, and they made it. It's a good story. They didn't waste time. Immediately the film, you know, immediately the film started from the first scene, the first picture you see. Bef- before you go anywhere, this is going to be no spoilers. Yeah, no, no spoilers. spoilers. So you guys can hear. I haven't watched it either, so Andy's not going to spoil it for no, me. No, no spoilers. So yeah, carry on. Yeah, but from the first scene, you know, they establish a couple of things about the film and they move on from there. They don't waste 15 minutes trying to tell you who this person is and what that person is and what they're trying to achieve. They just do that in the first scene and the story just moves forward. There is, there, there's no, there are no cliches in it. There are no, there are no cliches. There's nothing of the sort, no softness. You know, like I was saying to you earlier, like when I watched the thriller of this film, I thought it was going to be a superhero movie with a dark twist. But what I've come to realize is that it's actually a dark film with a superhero twist. It's and it was excellently done. I give this film okay, we'll come back to the scoring, but um I don't want to say too much because But you're you're pumped about this film. Oh, then, I am yeah. so pumped about it. I wish I could say more about it, but because this is non-spoiler, all I would say well, is with, without spoiling anything, yeah. just basically what were the story good story very good, very Act, good. the best thing was the acting the, the act, act i was gonna say how the characters the acting was better than the story and the story wow. in itself okay. was the story in itself was amazing yeah but when i said the acting who actually was better than it you, the, the story was amazing the actors you were believable the casting was well done no over the top acting everybody was doing what you would expect them to do and um they went places that you wouldn't think they would go they did some things and I was like, there were some things, so some scenes, 
they'll get to some scenes and you're like, oh, I've seen this before. I know how it's going to play out. I know what's going to happen. And it just doesn't play out that way. And you're like, whoa, they actually did what, they actually did this. And it's such an amazing film. The cinematography was so good. It was well done. They weren't, and this film was very cheap. It was a very cheap yeah, film. Yeah, I got that vibe. It doesn't yeah. look like a big budget. It was, it was a very cheap, about seven million to make. You know, oh wow, really? Yeah. That's a small amount. Very small amount. But when I saw the names behind the film, it now made sense because the gun brought, you know. So they when you're in the family of one of the best producers on the planet at the moment, you can make films for cheap. <laughs> but it's about how much did it cost? A six to twelve million. So, you see, so and somewhere, that's, yeah. That's very that's small. That's small. For modern day yeah, that's uh, Hollywood. Small, but that film, I'd love to see how much it's gonna make. But it's such. It was. Uh, well, I've actually got it right oh, here. So so far in the box office, it's earned twenty eight point seven million. So true. it's doubled its profit. Yeah, tri- it's almost doubled, tripled it. Yeah, almost tripled it. So it's it's a very good film. It was beautifully shot. There was nothing wasted. You know, some films they have some wasted scenes. They are fillers. They just do it just to push time. There, there was nothing of the sort in that in the film. The way it started till the end, even the post credits, everything was. Is well there a post credit scene? There is a. Um, when we say not in the way Marvel does so, it, so is it mid credits? Not even mid. It's just when the tri- the names start reading. Yeah, There's just an interplay. It's sort of like you know how you have like a news story yeah. being read. It was just that, but I didn't. The lights came on. The way I know if there's going to be a post um, credit scene is watch the lights of the cinema. If they turn on the lights, it means there's no post credit. If they left it on, so I waited till the lights came on and I left. So I'm not. I didn't wait till the end, end, end. But the fact that the lights came on at the cinema tells me that there was nothing else coming. But it's a very, very, very good film. Nice one. Before I go into mine then, Mm -hmm. what's your score for this film? 9.5. 9.5? Yes. Wow. Yeah. For you to give a 9.5. I'm telling you, it's a 9.5. Wow. I'm telling you, when you watch it, you'll understand. It, it's when you watch it, you understand. It's, okay. Remember, you have to watch That's it. That's high for you, man. Well, I know. Right? Yeah, I know. Right? It's high. It's really that. Is this good. your favorite film of the year? No. Wait. Well, what else have I seen this year? Actually. Or is Endgame still there? No, it's it's taken over. It's it's taken over Endgame for wow. me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, Crazy. So yeah, this is your yeah favorite. because I, I. This is it's everything I wanted. You know, I'm always like, give me something new. They gave me something new. There was no cliche. Nothing expected. And also, when you know what the filmmakers are tr- trying to do, and you see that they do, they did what they're trying to do, it's lovely. Yeah, that's I love when a filmmakers set out to make something and they get to make that. Yes, yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's this film. Oh, cool! I'm so excited now oh, to man. see it. Then I'm I so can't excited. wait for your text. When you watch it, send me a text. What you think? Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Cool. So we'll go head into my review then, and that is the very much anticipated Toy Story Four. Mm. Man. I was a mess. This this film, like it, it's pulling at my heart. This film Are you from, from from the get go. They had this the opening scene, and I was already. Oh, I felt that. Little, I was like, oh man, here we go. Are you this this is honestly one of the most heart wrenching stories I've watched in a while. Like it, just in story alone, the themes that these films can get to you, mm. and like and it's done in animation. And it's still, and it's almost very mature themes in in some sense, you know, about friendship, about loyalty, uh, you know, about love and and doing what you think is right. And and all these different things are played out for this entire film. 
and it, each time it got to be the some the certain scenes like there was you know a little bit of tears coming out but this is a masterpiece this, well, this film honestly it's I'm tr- I was tr- struggling to find some faults with it but I, I again like you with Brightburn I was struggling struggling really? to find like the the cast is amazing like like just obviously Tom Hanks and yeah. Tim Allen as Woody and Buzz they steal the show as always but the introduction of Forky, he was so funny. Oh, Duke Kaboom, Keanu Reeves again. <laughs> which, which one? Uh, the, uh, the guy at the top there. This one? Yeah, so that's Keanu Re- uh, Duke Kaboom. Oh, yeah. uh, Keanu Reeves plays him, and he is like one of the, one of the steals <laughs> of the show. Uh, those two plush toys. Uh-huh. So the they're, they're called Bunny and Birdie, I think, or something like that. And they the bunny is voiced by Jordan Peele. Oh, really? And honest, <laughs> they almost steal the show. They're hilarious. They are <laughs> hilarious. Like every t- Their interaction, it's like watching Jordan Peele, honestly. Really? It, it, you can see Jordan Peele's mannerisms and stuff coming out in, in the... It'll be Jordan Peele and that guy, the bald guy. He, he, Th- that's him. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah it's it him. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It's them two. And they, just, they crack up the joint. But for me, the best character was Bo Peep. Bo Peep is... Yeah, she, uh, she stole the show. Like just her sense of authority and the way she carried herself and like the theme she puts across i don't want to spoil anything here but the themes she puts across to woody then by the end of the film you're like oh man like so yeah th- this again two thumbs up the th- pixar at its best like, wow like honestly it's such a great film so such I, a great film. i've heard so many good things about it. i haven't heard one bad thing about this yeah. film i haven't so in her character did they make it in your face no. women empowerment no. it was well no. done no you didn't even notice it mm. it was she gave the sense of a very empowered woman and that she's very independent but it wasn't like in your face no no no. it wasn't in your face at all it was just that's the character mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it, it that that's just the way it is it's like if you just not meet somebody who's yeah. empowered it, yeah. that's the way it was mm-hmm. and it was great like they just knocked it out of the park again wow again the story everything every the story uh, the story was humorous heartfelt uh like i said it had plenty of laughs it had plenty of excitement as well it's just everything about the animation oh man the animation they just like toy story one and two they were made in the 90s and for that time they were ahead of their time yeah, they were was. hugely ahead of their time yeah. like and it's quite it's quite scary to think to compare toy story 4 and the first one so wow there's you know, yeah. ob- you can see obviously the improvements, but this one, the animation is like wow, like it's almost watching real people at times, and it's crazy. Like you, you forget their toys. You, wow. you, you do. You watch this film, and you're like, these are people that I know. Right. And it's it's really clever. Like these people use very mature themes, and they sell it, and they present it to kids, and it makes sense. Yeah, there's there's, there's a theme in particular. I don't want to talk about it because it spoils the sort of plot of the story, but it's related to the antagonist, the Mm. villain, Mm. which is the that baby doll you see in the poster there. This cute guy here. Oh, that one. Okay. So her and the two dummies behind her. Yeah. So she's like the villain of of the of the movie. But when you watch it, you're like, man, I I I I feel you. Like Mm. she's going through something that eventually. Again, I don't want to go because it spoils the plot, but you feel for her. You yeah. feel for all of them by the end of it. And honestly, by the end of this film, I was like, yeah, man, you that's that's a way to finish off this franchise. Like, wow. I like it when they do, uh, about the villain. I like it when they do that to the villain. When they give the villain 
character and not just i want to take over the world why i don't know i just want to you know love it when they give the bad person her, her motivation as well is so simple it's mm. not a big motivation at all it's very simple when you watch the movie you'll see it but it means so much to her mm. so that you're like damn yeah okay i can see why you're doing the things you're doing wow now what do you score it 9.5. Wow. 9.5. I'm going to watch it. 9.5. This is, uh, I mean, Endgame was a different thing for me. So that's mm -hmm. still my favorite film of the year. But after Endgame, this is this is it. This is my favorite film of the year, Toy Story 4. Wow. Because, I, if, I mean, like you, I was, everybody watched Toy Story growing up. And, you know, and I was just, I'm sad to see it go. This is the, I didn't think Disney would pull the plug on such a such a good franchise yeah it's the creators themselves they've almost like said we've told the story we wanted to tell trust me <laughs> if your if your bosses tell you yeah i get that you've told your story no, but I, I need one billion more from I, this yeah yeah i totally get it but i think disney are also a very intelligent company yes like they've got intelligent people running that company i think they know when to stop mm -hmm. as well and i mm -hmm. think this is a good one of going this is it for this one and and this will be preserved in their legacy yeah. do you know what i mean i'm four is a good number three is the best but four is decent as well once you go beyond four you're just you're just milking it yeah you you, you can know? i mean and and let's not the thing is by the end of the toy story 4 as well i can see a fifth one mm. if i'm going to be honest with you i i could see a fifth one really you could not do a fifth one and it would have ended just fine but there, there's some story threads that you go, okay, you could do something there. Mm, maybe, it, maybe, you know what? I'm going to throw it with Dark Horse here. Maybe like a Disney Plus animated TV show. That could work. Yeah, they, they, I totally. Think it, I think you could definitely take these characters and throw them there. Totally. To what's stopping them? They yeah, have exactly. the money, they have the streaming. They, what, what's stopping them? Yeah, <laughs> I think that would probably be the best avenue for, for, to mm. do it. I don't, like, obviously, I'm not going to say no to another movie, but I think... Business-wise, that's probably a better way to do it. Oh, but they still need to sell the toys first, so... Yeah, know. I mean, they're always going to sell the toys, man. But yeah, that great movie, 9.5 from me. Wow. Yeah. So this is definitely watch it in the cinema. Oh, 100%. Right. 100%. And, and, take so and take someone close with you. Like, <laughs> I am definitely going to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it in the cinema. I don't do very lot of animations in the cinema unless it's worth it. This, one's, toys, this one's worth it. This is worth definitely. it. And I, I, like, I think... I mean, it's still a bit early, but this I think this is going to be a huge contender for my movie of the summer, definitely. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to hear this because Toy Story deserves a good ending. 100%. You know, Toy Story is sort of like Game of Thrones as well. They deserve a good ending. Just end and sail into the sunset with our blessings and our good wishes. And uh, just happy that this is... But I will miss them, to be honest. Oh, infinity and beyond. Exactly, man. And... It, it, Another reason why it really got me because because I've almost grown up with these movies, mm. you know, and these movies take place during those times, you know what I mean? As you grow, that Andy mm -hmm. is as the, for the distance between movies, he is that age now. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like me that I've had these toys and I've grown up with them, and in a way, yeah, this, I see what you mean. This movie was almost in a way of like, not in a bad way, but like. You growing up, you're growing up, you're moving on now. You're yeah. now an adult, yeah, sort of thing. And and you see that in the toys as well. They move on, mm. and where they end up, you're like, oh man, damn. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm watching this. I'm watching this. Thank you. Thanks for that. No problem. So that's pretty much it. Um, we normally have a what's coming section uh, this 
normally in our shows, but uh, there's nothing coming. <laughs> there's nothing coming? Nothing big anyway, no, no. And Actually, you know, one thing is coming, and that is the beginning of Legion Season 3. <gasps> Right, but yes, it is coming. However, like I, I mentioned to you, of, of you want to watch it all. I want to watch it binge all. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's sort of like American Gods. It's not one of those things because it's so difficult to watch. Yeah, it's you intense. Can't, yeah, you can't leave a whole week between episodes. I just want to binge everything. So, yeah. so that's that's it. So it the, it's gotten really good reviews so far. Wow. So that's so sixteen that's, episodes. I'm gonna wait for four months. Is it sixteen? No, I think it's it's, uh, it's either gonna be eight or ten episodes. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like 60. Wait. No, no, no. The previous two seasons were. First season was eight, and the second season was 10. Okay. I'm mixing it up for all the normal American shows that yeah. last for six months. But okay. All right, then. So, if there is nothing on, we will certainly watch stuff and we oh, will yeah, talk, we'll talk about, about it next week. There'll be plenty of news to talk yeah, about as well. Yeah, there's always stuff to talk about. But we're doing something online, aren't we? We are. We are indeed. So, as of next week. At the end of the show, after we've given our review and everything, we're going to be answering your questions, guys. So we're going to be putting a post up. Ask us anything you want. This is going to be on Twitter. So tweet at us at Film7Podcast. Anything you want, as long as it's film and TV related. It could be uh, a personal question. It could be a technical question. It could be an industry question. Anything you guys want, just shoot us that at Film7Podcast. And me and Andy will have a look through them and pick out the best ones. Awesome. And that's at Films Film, F-L-I-L-M, and 7, the figure, Film 7 Podcast. Yes. That's us on Twitter. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter and also give us a shout out on Instagram. And as well, if you liked all these episodes, if you like this episode, you can check out all our episodes on Apple Podcasts because iTunes is no longer a thing. Yep. <laughs> Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So give us a like, play, reshare, tweet, whatever. Give us all that good stuff. Yeah. Curious to hear what people will ask. How will people ask? I'm curious to hear what people are going to ask. Yeah, us. it's going to be interesting for our first one as well. Yeah, no, so no. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it catches some waves. So see you next week, guys. Bye.